Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. So, welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to share with you a business badass, in my opinion. Her name is Brooke Schultz, and she's Mm -hmm. also known as the Happiness Coach. Brooke is a business coach who took her online business to six figures in just a short of six months and has helped countless clients do the same thing ever since. She's been featured on Forbes and Thrive Global and inspires her community of over 6,000 people daily on Instagram. Welcome to the podcast, Brooke. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, So I think like really just from the few, let's say, short sentences of introduction, like you are literally thriving. Um, (laughs) And uh, I think like at least at a, you know, at a level that many women would probably love to be. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But I'm sure that that hasn't always been the case, like just thriving ever since, you know. Um, So would you take us a little bit like to the moment where you actually started out yourself? Because you yourself say that you have been quite an unhappy person quite a while ago um, and that you have developed yourself or you've made yourself into this, you know, a thriving person, really. So what is the story behind? So I wouldn't say that I've been an unhappy person, um, but way back when, (laughs) I was in a pretty unhappy relationship. Mm. So I was in a very controlling relationship where I just was not my full self. Uh, And once I made the decision to leave that relationship, that was kind of the turning point for me where I started to realize, okay, you know, I have this unlimited potential to do some really cool things in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of the very short version of kind of like what led me to, I would say when I started my entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. um, because I think I started more with the mindset than I did of like diving into a business owner. Like it took me a couple months to get into the right frame of mind uh, to start a business. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that was going on. Uh, but I did know that I was doing a lot of personal development work and I was working on, you know, just becoming a better person mm-hmm. and becoming happier, you know, in the life that I was living and making the decision to start my business was literally a spur of the moment thing. Mm. <laughs> I went from looking for corporate jobs after I graduated from grad school mm-hmm. to 
starting a business in 24 hours. Like I literally decided (laughs) and that was it. Yeah. And I went from, you know, living in my parents' house straight out of grad school, um, looking for a job to investing $15,000 in a high level business coach and, you know, masterminds and support. And I dove in head first right away. Um, so I mean, I credit a lot of my success to my willingness to dive in head first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like a little bit into the background so, uh, and a little bit of my story. So was that, for just for us to get a better understanding, the relationship and the mo- or the situation when you felt like stuck in something that was not like yeah. being like a positive service to you, let's say, um, mm-hmm. that was before you starting out the business, uh, finishing grad school? Correct. Yeah. So we ended the relationship towards the end of my graduate degree. And what was really that epiphany moment for you in in that relationship where you said like, you know, enough is enough. But because I'm sure like there's so many women who are who are stuck in like relationships that are holding them back from really, you know, sharing their gifts with Mm -hmm. the world, believing that maybe, you know, they, they maybe they can't find somebody else somebody better or you know mm-hmm. all those limiting beliefs that we develop so what was that moment where you said I've had yeah. enough and uh, I I need to change something yeah I think everybody is different I think so like so many of us have things that hold us back whether it's a relationship like it was in my case or maybe it's just like a mindset block um, but for me I think the the pivotal moment that I had Um, And almost that light bulb moment Mm -hmm. was just that, like, I was not getting what I wanted. um, And I was trying so hard and pushing over and over again to, you know, turn an apple into an orange. Mm. And, you know, 10 times out of 10, an apple is going to be an apple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't know what happened specifically when I realized that, Mm -hmm. but it was like a light switch. All of a sudden, one moment I was like, wait a second this is not working. (laughs) I am not going to make this apple into an orange, no matter how hard I try. And once I realized that it was a lot safer for me and a lot more comfortable for me to say, Hey, I love this person. He's a great person, but this dynamic is not good for me. You know, it's holding me back from reaching my potential, doing the things that I want to do, being happy. Um, And so I went from there. Wow. Awesome. And so you said you started basically in just 24 hours. This is like mind blowing because I, I think, <laughs> I think like and me, including like, uh, I think most people are like, uh, thinking so much about whether to do it or not and what's what to do, how to do it and whatnot. And so we leave so much time on yep. the table and you just like in an instant. Yep. Absolutely. I think so often like we spend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just the mindset of like, I could sit and think about this or I could just do it. Mm. And if I'm going to sit and I'm going to think about it, like I'm wasting so much good time. That's true. Like I'm either going to do something a hundred percent or I'm not going to do it at all. And I knew it was something I wanted to do. And so what was the point in, taking it slowly when I could jump in head first and make six figures in my business in six months. That would have never happened if I didn't dive in head first. That's true. 
usually it's so I always say in order to have something that nobody else has you have to do something that nobody else does yeah and so just like you said it was mind-blowing it was mind-blowing for me too like oh (laughs) my god I'm spending 15 grand right now (laughs) and and that also is a very important point because I feel like from my own uh, observation and experience like so many people are so hesitant when it comes to investing money in themselves just like investing Mm -hmm. into a book of like twenty dollars twenty five dollars it was for me even like years ago it was like am I gonna buy this book or not am I really wanting to spend this money but now like you say it's like when you come to a point where you really want to push forward it's like okay I don't know, it's going to be $5,000, in your case, $15,000. But if I know it's going to bring me really forward, then there's it's like a no-brainer, right? Right, absolutely. And I always say it's okay to feel the fear. I think when people say, like, you shouldn't be scared, you should just do it, I think that's a cop-out uh, because it's very normal for us to feel afraid, especially when our energy is behind something and we're really passionate about it. It's normal to be a little bit nervous and afraid. Is this going to work? Is this too much money? Can I afford this? Can I swing yeah. it? Um, but when you feel the fear and you do it anyway, that's when it becomes really empowering. That's true. And so how have your first steps been? Because you actually started out as a therapist, right? How did that involve, uh, evolve into uh, the coaching business that you now ended up with? Yeah. So my graduate degree is in therapy. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking for corporate jobs after I graduated, I was looking obviously for therapy jobs and there were parts of my career that I loved uh, and there were parts of it that I didn't love. And so the light bulb moment that I had Mm -hmm. about starting a business was when I realized I was getting excited when my clients would either cancel or no show. (laughs) So I was like, wait a second. I'm like 23 years old. I should not be excited when my clients don't show up. Like I'm in the peak of my career. I should be so excited. Um, So that was like kind of my light bulb moment of, okay, something's got to give. And so when I made that decision to start a business, I transitioned into life coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a friend actually who I went to college with who had an online business. And so she's like, why don't you start? you know, why don't you give this a chance? Start your business doing what you know and what you love. Mm -hmm. And so that was why I started life coaching and I kind of made it my own. I took what I loved about being a therapist and built a business on that and kind of got rid of the things I didn't love. And that, I don't know if I told you, that was the business that I built to six figures so quickly. Um, So I did that business for about six months. And when I realized, okay, I love being a life coach. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun, but holy cow, this business stuff is so cool. (laughs) Uh, And I started having so, I started having so many clients come to me like, okay, seriously, how are you doing this? Like, how are you building this business so quickly? Um, That was kind of like my organic transformation then from life coach to business coach, uh, because I just enjoyed helping those clients. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was really good at it. So that was what brought me to business coaching. (laughs) Yeah. And so how how did you make it happen? Like, can you take us a little bit behind the scenes of what were at least some of the steps that you that you took that really made you, you know, boost this this business to a totally different level? I mean, I assume like you didn't you didn't start out being a life coach expecting to actually like gain so much traction in so short 
such a short Mm -hmm. amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I started my business, my goal was really to create a business that gave me the flexibility to serve clients in the way that I wanted Mm -hmm. and replace my corporate income, um, which wasn't that hard to do considering my corporate income was like (laughs) 40,000 US dollars. Um, So that was like a very low salary for somebody with a master's degree. Um, So that part didn't scare me too much. Um, And so I think the first thing was just figuring out all of the different elements of business. Because as I said, my degrees in therapy, it's not in business. And so I had to teach myself and really learn all of the things about business that are relevant for every business in the entire world. And then I also had to teach myself the online industry, um, you know, how to build a business online, how to serve clients online. Uh, And so I would say probably the main steps that I took was the first one would obviously be strategy, Mm -hmm. um, learning how to actually do these things. Like what are the strategies you have to implement? What are the resources you need? This, you know, the tools, the systems, things like that. Um, So I kind of taught myself that very early on. And to be honest, it's something we're all always learning. So maybe you shift some softwares, maybe you try a strategy that doesn't work or works for you early on in your business and then shifts and no longer works for you. So we're all always going to be working on strategy. Uh, But that was probably one of the very first things uh, I did. The second thing is authenticity. Actually, change, that would probably be number one. Uh, That's probably the most important thing is like, I've never lied to my followers. I've never tried to be somebody I'm not. Like you see my dog all over my Instagram. I'm like very open about who I am, what I care about, what I do. Uh, And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to running an online business. People can hide behind their computers or they can use their computer to really share themselves. And so I do the latter. I like to really share who I am with people um, and people connect to that. Like when you're a real person, as opposed to just a picture or a name and a face behind the screen, people love that. Yeah. I also I also think that authenticity like now in the social media world it's like everything is always beautified, right? So yes. people people want to make themselves look nicer, more with more expertise, whatever it is they want to beautify mm-hmm. just to somehow um yeah, I guess like give themselves confidence maybe and also mm-hmm. like convey a different picture that they are not confident about. So I love the fact that you're mentioning the authenticity. Yeah, I think it's really important. One thing I always say is we can't compare our behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. And social media is so often just a highlight reel, right? You see yeah. all of the really beautiful pictures, all of people's successes, all of their great moments. But you don't necessarily see the challenges or the days where people are working on their couch in pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the things that you're not seeing. They don't and so exist. then it brings people to question. <laughs> right? Right. So I think it's important to share that stuff. Awesome. So strategy yeah. and, and authenticity. Any any other steps where you feel like this has been major? You've you've also said like doing, let's say, the um, the inner work, the mindset. Yep. That was going to be my next one. How much weight would you contribute to that? It's huge. It's huge. Business cannot be done without a combination of mindset and strategy. Like you can work on your mindset all you want, but if you don't have the strategies to get in front of your ideal clients, it's not going to help you. And same thing, vice versa. You can have all of the strategies in the world 
to help you build your business. But if you don't work on your mind and taking care of your brain and making sure that you believe in yourself, you're confident in the work you do, you feel really good, your business will never grow. So I think it's absolutely imperative to always make sure you're taking time, you know, to protect yourself, take care of your energy, set boundaries, um, and just make sure that you're always staying in that headspace that allows you to move forward. And when you're not, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up, but give yourself permission to work on it. You know, do that personal development work. Did you ever have to give yourself permission on that journey? Because I know from my personal experience and also from working with other people, it's like, especially for us women, I feel like giving ourselves permission to actually want mm -hmm. something big, to go after our dream, to, you know, uh, risk something, take that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. is, is, it costs us so much. And um, how did you, like, had you, did you ever have one of those moments where, we're, where you were like, I actually have to give myself permission and like what helped you actually do that? Yeah. Um, so for me, I've always made it a priority to give myself permission to take care of myself. And sometimes it can be something as small as, you know, going to the gym in the mornings or working by the pool because the weather's beautiful um, and giving myself permission to do that. Even if that means like my internet might be a little bit slower, mm -hmm. uh, but I do that kind of stuff every single day. And then sometimes it's, you know, a little bit of a bigger thing, you know, giving myself permission to take a work trip, you know, and flying first class yeah. and things like that. And so a lot of those yeah. times, I'm not going to lie and tell you those are as easy as it is to get myself up and go to the gym. Those ones are definitely harder, but forcing myself to think about it and to give it space and to pay attention to like what I really want and what I really can do. I think that's really important. And I'm curious, um, how has your environment been throughout that journey? Um, did you have to face uh, like many, many maybe critical voices, people who were thinking like, um, why don't you stay like, you know, with the with a secure corporate job or something like that? Mm -hmm. Or who were maybe even, um, yeah, passing some doubts to you, like whether you're going to make it or not or Was your environment supportive? Yeah. Um, yes and no. <laughs> so I've definitely had people that have been supportive, you know, through the entire journey. So my dad, for example, my dad is a fellow entrepreneur. Mm. He does real estate and he has always been supportive. And I credit a big part of that, too, because he understands entrepreneurship. Uh, but not everybody in my life has been. And that's okay. You know, we have to understand that. Not everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur yeah. and not everybody understands our vision and not everybody has to. So like perfect example, my brother, I have two siblings. I'm very close with my family and my brother and I are only a year apart. So we've, we've been very close our whole lives. And when I published a training about how to build a six figure business, he was like, Brooke, how can you do that if you haven't built a six figure business? And I'm like, whoa, number one, yes, I have. Number two, you've never even seen my books. Number three, that's rude. <laughs> you didn't even ask me if I have. You just immediately assumed that I wasn't successful. Uh, and so, yes, there are people that are going to be supportive. There are people that won't be supportive. And I think a big part is just knowing who you can talk to about what, who you can confide in, you know, for certain things. And it's okay. You know, like my fiance, for example, 
his view on money is very different than mine. And so sometimes I choose not to share with him all of the business investments I make. Mm. Not that I'm keeping secrets from him, but to protect my relationship with him. Um, I've separated the entities. You know, Brooke Schultz is different than Brooke Schultz LLC. And that's okay. That's great advice, really. Because... Yeah, so I, I've I've made the same experience. Like you cannot share all the same information or experience with everybody the same way because of yeah. the way that they yeah they stand towards the topic. Are there mm-hmm. any other um, any other let's say uh, friends or do you have any other role models in your closer environment besides your dad who have helped you um, in in that journey because. What I have gotten to learn from some of the previous podcast sessions is always like this, the power of, you know, your environment, the people who surround yeah. you, um, who help you, mm-hmm. you know, overcome challenges, who can help you with, um, you know, taking the next step. How would you say has this yeah. been a contributor to your success so far? So I like to surround myself with a positive, happy environment. Um, And everybody serves a different purpose in your life. And so maybe like your spouse isn't supportive or maybe your parent isn't supportive with your business, but that doesn't mean that you need to cut them out. Um, Obviously, that's for each person to decide how they want Mm. to approach each relationship. But like, for example, my brother, I don't talk to him about my business investments or my income, but you better believe you can find me at a restaurant with him laughing our asses off. Yeah, Um, because when I'm with him, we become children again. And so for me, that's self-care, you know, so my relationship with my brother allows me to completely disconnect and just enjoy being present. And so that relationship serves me in a different way than my relationship with my dad, where I can say to him, hey, you know, these are my KPIs. This is my (laughs) P&L. This is everything going on in my business. What do you think? You know, it's very different. And so you just have to, I think, know how to approach each relationship. And hopefully the relationships that you have in your life are ones that support and uplift you. Yeah. Um, and if not, then maybe something needs to shift. Or even sometimes it's just our mindset. Like I, I would be lying if I told you I wasn't disappointed when my brother made a comment to me about how much money I make. Mm. Um, but, but then I had to kind of evaluate in my head, okay, he doesn't see my books. It is unlikely for most people to make six figures in six months. Mm. And my brother's a very ethical person. And I've never showed him my books and I've never really talked to him about it. So for him to question, there's really nothing wrong with that. I just need to be sure to protect that energy. So if he brings it up again, I don't feel the need to like prove myself that, you know, I can answer him and then go back to our silly laughing antics. I love that. Like, that first of all dissect uh, a little bit you know what energy people are giving you for what area in your life and then also mm-hmm. basically like drawing lines uh between what people are saying in yourself not like not take it personally like you said there's a reason right. why people are saying that um and uh, it ne- doesn't necessarily have to do with you as a person or what right. you've actually achieved right so absolutely from your personal experience uh because you've been working with quite a lot of women <clears throat> especially women who mm-hmm. are uh, wanting to grow their business as well um what do you see is like the biggest fear holding them back from thriving is there like some some points where you see like 
those things keep popping up like repeatedly with almost every client that you work with? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I think the biggest challenge that I see women facing is just that fear to take the leap, you know, to dive in head first. And it's like people sit there and like will dip their toes in the water and then pull it out and then dip their toes in and pull it out. <laughs> and it's like, if you want to do this, you need to do it. And sometimes it can be a very simple, easy conversation about like, you know, this is your dream. This is your passion. Why are you holding yourself back? And then people realize, oh, wow, I am holding myself back and I'm done. I'm done doing that. And sometimes, you know, it's a much more like coachable thing mm -hmm. where it's something that we need to sit and talk about and work through. Um, and a lot of times it's like there's some deep seated fears around it and deep seated things that are really holding people back. Um, so I would say that like that fear of really diving in is probably the number one thing that I would say holds back all entrepreneurs from reaching their goals. Yeah. It's always that taking action, like, but it literally like everybody who's listening f just from my own journey starting this year, it literally is like the moment that you take the action, the fear transforms. Like for me, it has been like I took action Absolutely. and my fear transformed into excitement. I didn't even understand. You yes. Know? <laughs> I, I clicked. The I button, love that. I clicked the button and then all of a sudden, like within a second, I was like, instead of fear, feeling total excitement. And then I was like why the hell what I, was I like holding myself back for so long if <laughs> all I needed to do is just I love click, it. you know? Yep. Yep. So, well, one I, thing that I think is important is like, it is so normal for us to be more comfortable sitting in our discomfort mm -hmm. than it is to experience the unknown. Like we would so much rather just sit because it's familiar. Like I know the yeah. pain I'm in. I can know what to expect. Whereas like, When it's unknown, like making a big investment, like diving into entrepreneurship headfirst, that's unknown. You know, you don't know how deep that pool is going to be when you dive in. Yeah. You don't know how long you're going to be underwater before you come up for air. But sometimes we just have to trust, you know, trust, okay, this is exactly the step I need to be taking and take the damn step. Yeah. Know that everything is going to happen the way that it's supposed to be. You're not going to drown. You're not going to die. And the most amazing things can happen because of it. When also knowing, like, I, I'm sure that um, in your journey and like becoming or going from, let's say, a graduate to actually being a real life six figure business owner, um, what are maybe like three things from maybe your daily routine or the things that you have done, the steps that you have taken? What are like three must things that a person like really needs to do in order to get like be able to take that leap forward? whether it is like small key activities or maybe like, like you mm -hmm. mentioned before, like develop your strategy, you know, this or work on your mindset. What are like three things that you could recommend other people like to take into consideration if they want to take the next step? I love that. That's an awesome question. Uh, the first thing I would say would be create some type of a self care routine mm -hmm. and create some kind of boundaries for your business. Um, especially as beginning entrepreneurs, it can be really easy to want to go, 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 go all the time. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is then we get burned out and then you end up being less productive as you would have been if you would have worked like normal hours. <laughs> so I always recommend people pick some kind of a self-care routine, set some kind of boundaries and stick to them even when it's hard. 
Like when you're feeling super inspired and you're wanting to sit down and create a program, it's easy to want to do it all the time. Don't let yourself do that. Mm-hmm. Adhere to your boundaries. Make sure you're taking care of yourself outside of your business too. That's the first thing I would recommend. The second thing is consistency. So if you decide that one of the strategies that you're going to implement is marketing in Facebook groups, posting content in Facebook groups, mm-hmm. don't do it for a week and then give up. Mm-hmm. It takes time to see if these strategies are going to work. So give yourself you know, a significant amount of time to implement your strategies, see what happens because of it, watch the results happen, see what works, even if it works a little bit, and then you can tweak it. But if you just kind of do it for a week, two weeks, and then you give up, you'll never find the strategy that works for you. So really allow yourself to be consistent. Give yourself permission, you know, to not see results right away and not need to see them right away. That's awesome. And yeah, and the third thing that I would recommend is not feeling the need to be everywhere. Like you don't need to be on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, email list, Twitter. Like you don't need to be everywhere. Pick one thing, learn it really well, do it really well. Mm -hmm. And then once you feel very confident in that, then you can branch out and add more things, but start with one thing. Awesome. Yeah. I think like that's a really great advice right there. And especially like from a, from a person who really knows and who has been through that, like I, I am listening, like taking notes, mental notes, like, Olga, you need to do this <laughs> seriously. And, um, one thing that I always like to ask, um, towards the end of, of the podcast is like this question of, let's say tomorrow would be really like your last day here on this planet. And you would have the chance to to send your younger self like three nuggets of wisdom that you would like like little Brooke to know when she was, I don't know, six years old. What what she needs to to know about life, about herself, about whatever. What is this? What is it that you would like to pass on to her? What a powerful question. Wow. I love that. Um, oh, man. What would I tell my six-year-old self? Um, I think the first thing I would want myself to know is to live in the moment. It can be so easy to like want to wish your life away, right? Like when I get out of school, I'll be, you know, happy with this. And when I finish, you know, when I finish establishing the foundational elements of my business, I'll be happy. And when I like, no, live in the moment, be happy now, enjoy every step of the way. You know, it's like I'm in the process of planning my wedding mm-hmm. um, and I could be so hyper focused on the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. And then I would miss out on all of the enjoyable parts of actually planning the wedding. Mm. So and I would tell myself to enjoy every moment, you know, um, let's see the second thing. Oh, never take anything for granted. Mm. Celebrate, you know, love on my loved ones, be with my people love on every client, you know, every minute of every session I have with all my clients, every minute I have with my family, uh, just appreciate them. And the third thing would be not to just think, but to act. Mm. If I think something, say it, you know, if I want to do something, do it. Never let fear stop you. Those are probably the three things I would tell myself. Uh, Like that. That's really cool. I think like, That, that that would be great advice to any of us, <laughs> any uh, younger <laughs> self. No, really. Yeah. So 
um, how can people, you know, find you or what are ways that they can work with you? Yes. So people can connect with me. Um, I always recommend people jump on my website because that has all the information you can need for my social media, for how you can work with me, all that fun stuff. So my website is just my name. It's www.brookeschultz.com. Mm -hmm. um, there's two E's. So it's my first name, which is B-R-O-O-K-E, yeah. and then a second E. And then my last name is S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. That's my website, brookeschultz.com. So check it out. I'd love to see anybody on there. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on social media, all that fun stuff. Definitely. For anybody who wants to take their business to like the next level, develop a six or seven figure business, go and check out Brooke's website, work with her, let her help you. And um, thank you so much, Brooke, for sharing like your experience, your wisdom really with us, like giving us great advice on how to, you know, take our own businesses one step further. I really appreciate you yeah. taking the time and being so open about it. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.